And we are live. Wow. The cast is back. What's up, my brother? What's good with you, my friend? It's good to see you. It's good to see you, man. We're in different states for the first time in a while. We are in different states, man. Talk about talk about what it is to be in a, a state a little bit outside of your typical comfort zone, right? Not, man, not, I, like not, not like geographically far. I'm in Delaware no. now. But, uh, yeah. You're not in Jersey. You're not in Queens. You knew in nothing about it. Knew nothing okay. about it. Okay. Why, why should that be a prerequisite to, to moving somewhere, just knowing anything I, about it? You would think uh, I would have done research. But I got kind of lucky. I love it. So, yeah, awesome, awesome. Flying by the seat of our pants here, and uh, it's it's really cool. It's very different. Great, it's got man. like live free or die kind of vibes in the state. It's like a, you know, it's yeah. like a weird state in that regard. But it's cool, kind of like a northeastern semi like retired population. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like a like north a northeast southern state. That yeah, it's weird. Sense. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. What I, I, dude, I guess it's the I, taxes. I don't know. I've always liked Delaware, Delaware, but I, I can't. I can't speak with any like uh, authority on it. But I've always liked Delaware. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I'm like, you know, five miles from New Jersey and five miles from Maryland. So yeah, it's like uh, it's really weird. Cool really it's cool, but uh, yeah, yeah no, yeah. man, it's different. It's uh, affordable. It's cool. We're having a good time. But uh, how far from yeah. Philly? Hour. Okay. Okay, so yeah. yeah, you are in an interesting spot geographically. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, you know close to Jersey funny. somehow, but far like from so home. we're we've fallen in love with the place, but everybody yeah. who's from here and never left it like hates it. Well, that's, talks I about mean, that's, it. that's common, right? And that's I mean, like the, that's a, it's a weird psychological thing where like, like I where we grew up, like right? No, I feel like it's like that anywhere like that you grow up, right? Like there's yes. like people who like, um. Like grow to despise it, familiarity breeds contempt, sure, or something like sure, that. Sure, sure, Or like it reminds me, like in college, any guys that like would tra- go visit another school, be like, "Oh my god, the women here are so hot, man! Like the, <laughs> the women here are so fun." Sure. But then, sure. like that person goes and visits that guy's school and says the it same feels thing. the same way, of and course. it's just because i just a matter of perspective but anyway so like always uh, we feel like we're like transplanted here and love it and a lot of like the quote natives are like you know resentful why would anyone people move here into the state yeah <laughs> you know why yeah, would anyone sure. come here and it's right. like because it's pretty it's pretty cool but um well yeah, that's so, you and me and Brig- that's you and me and brigantine growing up right where it's like it's part there's at least a part of us couldn't get out of here fast enough yeah but then there's other people who move there and just absolutely fall in love. And it's the kind of place that they want to live for the rest of their lives. And it's only a matter of your perspective in the, in the moment that you're in it. I think of, I think of Scranton, right? Like how I have this, this rose colored nostalgia about Scranton, but my folks are like, Oh God forbid, God forbid I live there. <laughs> well, know? yeah, it's, like, it's funny too. Like, cause you know? we uh, were like itching to move, get out. And now I'm at the point in life where I'm like happy to go back. Of course, <laughs> of course, absolutely, like, absolutely, absolutely. All, I feel the same a, way about it. It's a nostalgic thing, and it's like kind of like reinvented. And now it's like I'm there with my wife, so she's seen it, and I'm seeing oh, it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It makes it it's makes totally it so special. That experience, you know what I mean? Um, of course, completely agree. And I feel so, the same uh, way. I feel the same way about Bigotino. You know, and it's like yeah. I think that the the, the time, like yeah, t- the time and the distance 
change your perspective on things, you know, and your own wisdom and life Always. experience. And then you look back and you look at it now and it's like you see it completely differently. Of course. It's a, it's a matter of perspective and context also. And that leads me a little bit into like training, ah, which, okay. you know, never too like soon that. to get into some training. Steer that, steer that ship, my friend. Yes. Because like, okay, so here's, here's the, here's the out of context. Okay. A, a 10 pound overhead dumbbell shoulder press yes okay it's like something like you know my nephew when he's six right sure <laughs> right like all right man here we go here you got a spotter <laughs> right sure you know and uh the fact that i was just able to do that with my right arm is what is a huge accomplishment for me in the year of 2023 course which is so unusual to say. Um, of course. But like uh, after dealing with a shoulder problem, um, I'm excited about it. Give the 30-second overview of your shoulder issue and what you're overcoming for anybody who, who missed that or hasn't caught up with that. Dude, I knew nothing about it. Never heard of it yep. before. There is a thing called frozen shoulder, and it is like someone injected cement into your shoulder, into the Insane. joint. Insane. And what happened with me is I had just a nagging thing for a year that turned into a pinched nerve and like really severe pain, which right. led to me consciously, you know, isolating and immobilizing my shoulder right. at night, all day and night, not using it for anything, sure. which led to it freezing. Okay. It started to then get its own momentum stiffening and was completely locked in place. Wow. And so the options after that are to either um, they could go in and scalp you, which has some negatives to it. It could go wrong. Sure. They can sure. knock you unconscious and twist your arm around, which is called like, a, like it's like a manual manipulation, they call it. Wow. But. I know a lady who had it done and her husband watched it done and he said it's the most barbaric thing he's ever oh, seen. They scooted her to the edge of the table, he said, and just basically like it looked like broke her arm a hundred times. Oh, and God. then you wake up from that and you have to go to like eight straight weeks of three hours of physical. You wake up from that and go right to physical therapy. Like that's the a surgery. scene in the... It's a scene in a Scorsese film. It's like something Joe Pesci does to somebody who didn't pay. Yeah, no, he'd be like, finally, <laughs> I, I can do this legally. Like he'd be the, he's like made, it's like when Norm from Cheers got a job drink testing beer at the brewery. <laughs> you need exactly. a, a beer tester? Like I'm, I'm, I'm built for this. Exactly. Pesci would be perfect for that. Yeah. Yep, so, yep. And then the third option is like 0.0001% progress every rep over months of physical therapy. Which I'm now doing at home, which is good, at least monetarily yes. and time-wise. Yes. Yes. But I'm in uh, month six. Okay. And I'd say I definitely made progress. I feel like I'm halfway done. Okay. Okay. And so, so, so that said, so that said, what what seemed unthinkable months ago, an overhead press of any sort, you you were able to do successfully. I couldn't even like lay on my side on my good shoulder. And do like a side lateral raise almost with my arm with a like one pound broomstick. Wow. Wow. I couldn't do that until two months ago. Right. Sure. I like, like I had to work my way up to that. It's just a stupid, 
annoyingly slow process you know talking but, about perspective too right like you're saying perspective and context in these things right and i i don't know if you ever experienced this but i feel like it's a common human nature thing right like where you're sick right like you have a sore throat and you and it's like really hurts especially when you're a kid right you have like a terrible sore throat and you think to do you ever think to yourself man i wish i appreciated more when i could swallow and it doesn't hurt of course <laughs> right? i think like, like you get any I, injury well, how come I never appreciated swallowing before and, until until you don't appreciate it until it's agony, right? And it's like all the things we take for granted are the only things that matter, right? Like you're sitting there moving moving around and you you know, and it's like, oh man, I, I wish I wish you know, uh you don't even think twice about it when everything's functioning right, but now all of a sudden your shoulder's completely out of commission and it's like what a what an impact that has. And like how you didn't you probably for, for the majority of your life, right, for four decades didn't really take having functioning shoulders like you, you took it for granted was probably. not even on my radar like i said like have you had you ever heard of, of frozen shoulder before this no no i mean i i've heard of every gamut from uh, athletic performance to um you know whether it be pitching or whatever uh shoulder in injuries based on that sort of thing and obviously a million of them based on bench pressing and all that stuff but in terms of hearing of fro frozen shoulder which almost sounds like a sh your shoulders calcified in place almost. It's the wrong That's way of saying it, it, but it sounds like it. Like, no, I never heard of that. Man. I'd never, never heard, heard of it. That. Was not even a concern. Uh, that the technical term adhesive capsulitis. Wow. Which, like Makes you're saying, sure. like you know, it's sense. exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it takes usually it says one to three years wow. is the average time. Wow. Um, yeah, never heard of it. Never on the radar never worried um you know they say like when it happens to one shoulder there's much yep. better odds that it can happen to the other so right. like if i feel something now look th there were plenty of steps along the way where i right. could have done made better decisions so i'll sure. tell people some things not necessarily right. like they have to worry about this. It's only it doesn't affect a lot of people. But right. um, just to you know underscore an obvious thing you learn as you get older is like if there's something that needs to be addressed, address it. Sure. And I waited too long to go sure. and get it looked at, and yeah. then I got it looked at like a year ago and got physical therapy prescribed, and then I had like ten things go wrong. Uh, my dog broke his back. Like literally broke his spine, had to get yeah, surgery. So yeah. like had to be at home for him all the time. Uh, the HVAC went out, like, you know, all this stuff. And sure. I'm like, I, and it was the holidays. I'm like, I'm going to get to it after Jan you know, sure, January. Sure, sure. January 1st came, the program start. And I'm like, I'm toughing through this. You're going to train right through it, right? Train right through I did, it. Like, I did the first week of the program. And after five days, I was like, Oh no, something's not right, man. Right. Sure. <laughs> After the last like big Friday, I'm like, yeah. oh man. And yeah. uh, but I should have, you know, listened to the barking before then. But uh, you know, um, monitor what you're doing, listen to your body. It's a it's a cliche, but it's so true. No, and appreciate no. what you have and use it, you know. You know what's interesting along those same lines, right? And I, I feel like the the culture at large, I mean, I general I general active people, but then you know, people who train seriously and consistently as well, right? Like, I feel like over the past few years, there's been more and more of a uh, movement towards what they call prehab, right? Um, and like, uh, just a small example, and it's like, uh, and I'm guilty of it. And I'm sitting here admitting to you that I'm guilty of it. And Friday, I'll come around and I'll be like, yeah, whatever, right? But like, I know for a fact that if I took a minute before I bench on Fridays, 
right? Or do some sort of pressing on Fridays, right? For chest. Uh, probably also on my, my shoulder day as well, right? If I took a minute to do some rotator cuff warm-up stuff, some boring light shoulder stuff, you know, some just general mobility movements, right? That I would, my shoulders would probably be, you know, uh, if, if they're one to 10, 10 being the best shape they could possibly be. And if mine are a six and a half, they could probably be at a, or, you know, five and a half or a six and a half, they could probably be at an eight. If I just did that every week and I don't do it, why don't I do it? I don't know. But like, I know that there's tremendous value in taking that minute and taking like, cause literally we're not talking about an hour. <laughs> we're no. talking about taking a minute and do it, going through some basic, most basic shoulder mobility, warm up type techniques. Just doing those consistently could make a dramatic difference. Do you, do you think that there's anything prior to injuring the shoulder to the degree you did or in the process moving forward where like taking the time to do that stuff is like, well, here's what I'm saying. That time yeah. will be took into from you. Yes. Whether you yes. do it now true. or you're doing those same exact things when of you're course. injured, which is what I now yeah. am doing. Yes. Are yes, the things that you're talking about, except yeah. for even more time, right. more frequently right. in the rehab form. And if sure. all, and yeah. I'm guarantee you, if I had done that more, over right. the year leading up to everything where I just had like a nagging shoulder sure. because yeah, I had the pinched nerve, but like they looked, I had an MRI, you know, they looked at everything and I have like just general like wear and tear and mileage. It's what they said, like really sparked it all. Of course. And if I had been doing what you're talking about uh, frequently, yeah, it would have made, it would have I'm doing it now. All those yeah. reps of stretching and, and right. warming up, I that's right. now my damn workout. <laughs> so if you're yeah, out yeah. there, man, and especially I think once you get past, you know, mid thirties, right? Sure. Once the mileage builds up, got, especially right, you, you know, got to more. You're gonna either you're gonna do it either today right. or in the future. <laughs> that right, same right, right, time that's... that you think you're saving is being added to a debt you owe. You know. Yeah. And so put in the minute now each day instead of having. You know, it's like, like I said, man, I, I'm in the context of since the injury popped up, I'm like, I feel good. I feel like I have like momentum, but man, it's like yeah. a lost year in terms of um, doing the stuff I like to do. You know what I mean? This is so a cliche. Like, this is a cliche. It's an over, it's, it's a little an over dramatization. Right. But, but, uh, but it's, it's not unrelated to what you've been saying. Right. But it's uh, you've heard the phrase. Uh, make time for wellness or make time for illness, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you can't make the time for wellness now, then you need to make the time for the illness later on down the road, right? And it, along those same lines, same line, you can't make time for like that sort of more boring maintenance, prehab kind of work to take care of yourself, then odds are you're going to deal with more and more serious injuries down the road that could have been avoided. And then you will have to make the time to rehabilitate yourself you'll take steps backwards and all that. So, you know. And uh, I got to say, man, um, recently I've started relying on Rise. I mean, like, okay. I always enjoyed awesome. it, right? And if I, like, sure. I'd say, like, my toughest workout every 10 days. Right. I would, I would, I would load up on Rise, right? Yeah. And I know it's, it's good and it's beneficial enough. Like, I've always known, like, Drinking it every day would be beneficial, right? Sure. But 
Um, it wasn't until recently when I've been able to do a little bit more of strength stuff that just like the stretching and everything, but like the soreness is yeah. with 20, you know, like it's constant. It's like, I yes. just have a con like, you know how you feel like if you haven't worked out in a while, well, you don't know this, but like for people yeah. who haven't worked out <laughs> and then they right. work out that muscle, or if you hit a muscle from a different angle, right? Yes. You're sore. Right. Something different, right? Something that, different. Like, different that, that new, that right. new thing, soreness, yeah. just like yeah. every day with my shoulder, right? At, right until true. I'd say like a month ago, I started doing more strength stuff and I noticed a difference on the days when I was drinking rice and not sure. And I'm not sure. doing these like, you know, marathon two hour no, heavy no, no, of course. workouts. Uh, but in light of what I'm doing, the soreness right. is constant, the soreness has dissipated so much in the last couple of weeks. And I really think right. rise is like a big factor for that, man. Like my recovery and able to do these same damn exercises every day, yep. you know, work the same yep. muscle every day. It's like, it's been night, night and day. No, man, I, I think there's so much truth to that. And uh, I think that it takes maybe a little bit of time away from using rice specifically, but amino supplementation in general, right? It's kind of in the scenario where like, let's say you never used an amino product before and you just train and you're used to the general soreness that you deal with. And then you add that into your protocol and then you notice a dramatic difference. And that was kind of the situation that you were in, right? Where, where because of what you were going through, your training wasn't necessarily where it was. So now yeah. as you slowly ramp it up, now your body's reacting to it. You're feeling more sore. And then you add the rise and you're like, oh shit, right? Like, and I think Definitely. it takes that, that like going from not using it at all and getting sore and then using it to realize like what a difference it makes, right? There's, there's certainly truth to that. And I've experienced that in my life before, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, other than like a seated leg press, man, like there is not much I could do to get cardio or anything to right, get right to a 10 out of 10 of what right. you'd want, like exerting myself, you know, like it's sure. just, I mean, don't get me wrong, like simple things were more trying, but right. it's not like my heart is pounding, you know what I mean? Because I'm doing yeah. the toughest thing I'm physically capable sure. of. Like that was really a, uh, uh, something I missed and I'm like just starting to get back to. But so that's why like for rise, I'm like, you know, it wasn't just as necessary as normal. Right. Um, but now I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, it's a daily thing. Uh, middle of the day after this call, probably I'm going to get some of that invincible iced tea flowing. And uh, yeah, man, it's been, it's been saving me. Well, you know, that's it, it, it keys in on, on a point of emphasis that I feel like has been just more and more just increasingly important to me over the years, you know, um, is just the concept of recovery in general, right? And it's like, all right, well, if you want to continue to train on a high level, push yourself. And, you know, that's that's the, however an individual defines that for themselves, right? Like whether that means you're out, you know, running distance every day or you're, yeah. you're a triathlete or you're pounding in the weight room. You're a power lifter, you know, you're a, an, an athlete, um, you know, who's competitive in bodybuilding, whatever the hell it is, right? Um, you realize, like, man, if I'm going to continue to do this, uh, you know, on the level that I expect for myself, like, I have to make a, a priority out of recovery, you know? And, and, I, and I, I'm sure that um, age plays a factor in it. I'm sure lifestyle plays a factor in it, right? There's a hundred things, right? And you think to yourself, like, okay, like, what are – what are the the tools that I have to better recover, right? And it's largely 
your food and your supplements and then your 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 sleep right and and it's like okay how can i make sure that those within the confines of in the parameters of my own lifestyle are better than they they you know yep. better than they've been you know or the best they could be or somewhere in the spectrum between better than they've been and the best they possibly could be what can i do what are the little things i can do products like riser that are 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 you know very helpful in that regard a protein supplement is very helpful in that regard um ju a product like juice is very helpful in that regard you know um a product like dream and improving sleep is very helpful in that regard right but but like even if we take away the commercial aspects of it and the actual products themselves it's like okay am i supplementing with aminos am i supplementing with protein is my diet such right that i'm getting enough protein for yeah. recovery enough carbohydrates for performance right the healthy fats that i need for you know um cardiovascular benefit and and synthesizing hormones and all that right by checking those boxes, you know, am I improving the quality of my sleep? You know, if I'm not getting as much as I'd like, is it, it going to be of better quality? And it's like, what are the little tiny things you can do every day to check boxes that, that make you a little, recover a little bit better, you know? Yeah. I mean, recovery, definitely. There's a reason that, you know, professional athletes have a training staffs that oh, for sure that put them in ice. Yeah. After every game, and, yeah, 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 and and inject, uh, you know, blood that's been spun yeah. into their sure. kneecaps, you know, like yeah, whatever yeah. they of need. Course. Um, yep. But I think like what you're saying actually brings up a good philosophical point that I think like applies to fitness and wellness and recovery, but also to life, which yes. is. I know, like, I think sleep is a good example of this. Like, you'll, I hear people say stuff like, I'm just not sleeping. Right. Right. And they make it seem like this is just a, like, they've lost the lottery of sleep. Right. And like, it's just against them. There's a, you know, the natural yeah. world has conspired and, sure. and flipped the switch and decided sure. that they no longer sleep. Right. And they just right. take it. They yeah. passively take it rather yeah. than thinking, well, what buttons can I press? What levers sure. can I pull? Sure. How can I, what control do I have over this thing that's happening to me? And yep. what adjustments can I make? Sure. And it was like during, I, I know I've talked about this before, but like during lockdowns, like after a couple months of COVID, the pandemic, things were like super crazy. Stuff with GCO, we were like figuring things out every day. Like it was a yep. new thing. You can't get anything made. You can't get anything shipped. You can't. Like right. it was always saying I was not sleeping. And I, t I just was taking it for like a couple. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just not sleeping now. And I was yep. not sleeping. Right. And then finally, I'm like the same thing you're talking about doing with recovery. Yeah. Like, what are the list of things, the the components to the 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 variables that are conducive to sleep? Yeah. And what can I tweak? Yeah. And literally, like in a day, I tweaked four of them and I slept that night. Yeah, for sure. Now, look, I think there's like a, also an added mental benefit of well, I'm taking action. I'm taking control. Oh, I've man. done something. Like, you know, like you, yep. you take a shot at the end of a game. What makes somebody think it's going to go in? Like the work they've put in. It's not that shot. It's the million reps in the offseason, right? The of COVID. course. 
that Kobe took yeah. that made him think that shot's going in and to take that right. shot, right? Right. And I think it's the same way, like, when you're taking care of yourself, it might lend itself to better results. But, like, lean into that. Tweak yeah. those things. Um, when you're going into the gym, you know, don't just assume that this – you know, same like with diet, the same approach, right? Oh, I'm just stuck. Or like, right. are you tweak? Are you changing the things? Like, I feel like right. every trainer, like if I were like Vinny or whatever, every personal trainer in the world, like every person comes to them is like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose fat. Right. I want to get, sure. look better. I want to get stronger. Sure. Like whatever the goal is. And like the first thing is like, all right, what's your diet? That's why they have right. you. They always say like, write down, all right, write down everything you ate this week. Like yeah, yeah. And then of it's course. a pile of shit. You know, like right, right. It's a right. wheelbarrow filled with shit is what the person ate that week. <laughs> and it right. becomes so blatantly obvious that what needs to change, they're like, right. I don't even think like anyone needs to say anything after sure. that. Sure. They know I just ate a wheelbarrow full of shit this week. No yep. wonder. Um, say no more. Yeah, like, the, oh, look, there's this button I can press that just presented yep. itself where they were just going through the motions before. Yeah. Right. So I like what you're saying about like the recovery. Like, what are the what are the variables? What are the things? And if it's sleep, uh, nutrition wise, like with your diet, like examine them, analyze them, find the things that you can control and right. tweak those things. To get a right. different result, change the right. inputs to get a different output. You know, if you just, uh, if it's the same input all the time, that's why you're going to plateau. That's why you're going to regress. That's why you're going to be stuck. You know, um, that's the difference, man. And I think like and people know it when you force them to look at it. Yeah. You know? And you saying to like take control and a lot of this stuff being about mindset, this is like only slightly related, right? But, but just yeah. about like, your mentality in approaching these things and what a difference that makes, right? Like your mind state and the decisions you make, right? And I I um I heard someone recently talking about nutrition, right? And talking about like uh um a circumstance where let's say you're training really hard and you're in your uh um you're training really hard, and you're doing well with your eating and you're you're checking the boxes, you're doing a good job on a regular basis to like be be better physically, right? And yep. Um, you decide I'm going to go out with Kaylee tonight. I'm going to have a burger and fries and a milkshake because I've been beating the hell out of myself. And this influx of, I earned this, I earned this, yeah. right? Now, going into that meal, you could have two states of mind. You could have the state of mind where I'm overwrought with guilt, that I am putting this in, these impurities into my body. I'm going to be fat when I wake up tomorrow morning. This is right. The worst case scenario, why am I so irresponsible? Why can't I have right. more willpower? Why did I allow myself to eat that trash, right? And then what are the physiological outcomes of that mind state as it relates to eating that food versus, right. versus you go into that meal and say, man, I've been training my fucking ass off. I've been beating the hell out of myself. I am no absolutely in a calorie deficit every day because I'm training hard and I live the lifestyle I live. And I'm just not eating enough to live up to it. My body needs this burger and fries. It's going to go right into my muscles. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be bigger, stronger, better conditioned. The yeah. best skull I've ever been. How does your body cha change how it utilizes that food based on simply the mind state yeah. that you were going into that meal with? And I don't think that's hocus pocus. 
I think not. there's some truth to that. You know, I think there's well, some think truth about, to think that. Think about stress too, and you're creating sure. producing stress, and now you're looking at what could have been a positive thing, and you've turned it into a negative thing of that you worried over. And right? now, what's that doing chemically to your body? With of course, stress? the you metabolic know? processes. What's the impact of the, on the metabolic processes based on that stress? Based on these negative feelings and negative emotions that you've attached to this meal versus the opposite, you know? And I, I think so many things are predicated upon like how you're going to frame it for yourself and how you're going to enter into this thing. And, and, you know, whether it's going to be a positive or a negative is almost in a lot of instances, like up to us and how we're, we're approaching things. And I thought that was really interesting. The, the difference of about like how your body potentially metabolizes food simply based on how you're looking, you're, you're looking Mind over it. matter, you know? Yeah. Crazy. I believe that a thousand yeah. percent. Believe yeah, in that. for sure. For sure. There's certainly truth to it. There's no doubt. No doubt. All right. So speaking of mentality. Yes. I think like there might be no better example right now in pop okay. culture. Okay. Of a positive. I know what you're, you're going to say. Go ahead. Yep. Of and course. Feeling good about things and confidence and, you know, um, stepping into a situation like determined to dominate things yep. and be your best, right? And I'm talking about what is now like a long-running icon of yes. our whole lives. Oh, my God. I would say in yep. that like just the peaks and valleys and the and the, um, the, the different roles he's played now. Yep. But, of course, now I'm talking about coach – Prime time, neon Deion Sanders. <laughs> Man, you know, I think like it's got to be at least back to like 87, 88, 89. I think Yeah, I know. Like, you know, he's been he's been an icon since then. Always yep. a lightning rod. Oh, for sure. Controversial, for sure. Now, totally embraces that. And yeah. wants that, I think. Yeah, like he's for sure. He's, you know, that I think like part I'm of his brand. Like, part of his brand. It is, and I've always yeah. kind of like taken it with a grain of salt, where he's kind of, of like, course. you're offended by my confidence. It's like you're trying. Yes. He's definitely always like tried to get a reaction. You know what I mean? Sure. Like he's absolutely. It's not just like I'm doing my thing and you're. Right. Know, so mad that I'm doing my thing. It's like his right. thing is trying, like you know. Yeah, of spectacle. course. But of course, so I'm dancing, high stepping. Like I, yep. you know, my favorite yep. Dion is Falcons Dion. Like high stepping the end zone back in the day, returning punts, pitching the ball. Like you know, yep. crazy yep. stuff. He seems like by the rules, and at the same time, and, and at the same time, on the Yankees too. Yeah, that right. Dion, not right. the pre Braves and all that. None of that. The Yankee Falcon Dion is like. The, in my opinion, like maybe the coolest that athlete's ever been, you know? Yeah. And now he's taken that flair and yep. uh, flamboyant, yep. uh, provocative style that used to be, yes. like, you know, from uh, interviews to right. dancing after a touchdown to yep. rap songs, you yep. know? <laughs> well, yep. it must be the money was his song. Yeah, it must be the money. Of course. Line, like, Yes. People say, don't let money change you. 
well, money changed my library card to a credit card. <laughs> and he goes on with like this whole thing. Hey, my snake skin shoes gonna change into bills. Hey, my library cards gonna change into credit cards. Do you know what I'm saying? So don't let money change you. Yeah, right. from like water to champagne. You know, like this whole yep. thing. But, yep. um, you know, love Dion, but now he's doing his thing, man. Right. And it's interesting, too, right? Where you feel like he's now being embraced by a lot of people who rejected him in the past. I feel like there's a little bit of that going on, right? And, and the other part of it, too, that I find really interesting is the fact that, like, it was part of it was spectacle and marketing spin and, and uh, any country, you know, what is it? Uh, a controversy. Controversy equals cash or whatever they say, yeah, and yeah. any attention is good attention or whatever, you know, that whole vibe. But then I, I also think a part of it is like now he's probably, what, in his 50s, right? And I feel like there's an aspect, late 50s maybe, and I feel like there's an aspect of, of who he is and his personality, right, that is that sort of youthful bravado, come full circle and now seen through the wisdom of a, of a, of a, of a, you know, a, a, an older gentleman who's experienced a lot more. Right. Yeah. So now it's sort of like those things that appeal to us as kids. Now we see as sort of being the life philosophy that has allowed him to get to the place he's gotten, to, you know? Right. And it's like, you know, and he's come from humble beginnings and all that. Like he is not, you know, he, he, he succeeded very much at the as, highest level, you know, as a player. And, and in law, and it, and in one part, obviously, because he's very gifted. But then again, like you think about all the gifted guys who never got there, right? And and a, a part of it is what's going on up here. And and you feel like with him, um, there's always been this like defiant belief in in his own abilities, you know, and 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 like marching to the beat of his own drum and all that stuff. And now he's sort of providing that life those life lessons and that life philosophy but like for a new generation quite literally because he's coaching and mentoring these young men and like and and america's sitting there watching it and it's it's a it's a very cool thing man it's a very cool thing you know and and it's like it took people time to appreciate it and i don't think it's unlike it's a little different but i don't think it's unlike kobe right where i i say kobe is kind of like um i feel like kobe's our generation's bruce lee right where you lost him young Right. And he was so driven by this, his own unique perspective and life philosophy. And now that, that perspective and life philosophy channeled through the excellence of his public life is now sort of immortalized and like is a thing that will be used to teach success Right. right to to other people. Right. And, and, and a, you know, a, a method for living, a code a code to live by, right? Kobe had a right. code that he lived by. Bruce Lee had a code that he lived by. And it's bigger now that he's gone in physical form. It's bigger now. Sure. And I and I and I feel like it's the unluckily is still with us, but there's some of that where this life perspective has endured for so long and evolved for so long that now we're seeing what what that looks like leading others in your late fifties. And it's powerful. And I think the world is reacting to it. Absolutely, man. And I, you know, I think there's also, I mean, like it has to be said that like, if, I think there's a little bit like Ali in that 
Sure. When there's like swagger and like, you know, half more than half of America did not like Muhammad Ali. Oh, for sure. Time. For sure. And you think about like, why? Right. And you would like tell like just like a 15 year old kid right now. Well, half of America didn't like Ali because he didn't like the Vietnam War. Right. Sure. And they'd be like, wait, isn't the Vietnam War that war that was awful, that everyone yep. hates, that they said yep. was totally pointless, yep. that we yep. like, did everything to get out of? Like, yep. history proved him right, right, and everyone came along, and then Ali's lighting the torch, and now 99% of people in the world love him. And of course. it was, he didn't change. He didn't right. change his opinion Society on changed. the Vietnam War. Sure, sure, sure. They changed what they thought of the Vietnam War. And I think when right. it was coming from like a young, brash, black male, that America was more sure. focused on that than the of substance course. of his message and just said like a knee-jerk reaction. And like, you know, when I think about like Dion, he's always been like loud and flamboyant yeah. and cocky and in your face and like a lot of things that like necessarily... I can understand somebody being like, well, I don't need somebody like in my face like that. You know what I mean? Like not sure. Sure. like I can admire it in someone like I wouldn't like a rock star, but it's not something like I'd want to sit like in, a, in the traits of someone sitting next to me all day. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Yep, yep, it's a yep. different kind of thing, but he was never doing anything that was so bad. No. That was worth like being demon, you know what I mean? It's like one thing to be like yes. he rubs me the wrong way a little bit, but like he's not like he's never done anything bad. He's not had scandals. He's not been there. Are guys out there doing awful like Dykstra. You know, you look at somebody oh, like sure, sure. Dykstra's like yeah. Dykstra's up there, yeah, like sure. you know, on his five hundredth crime. Right, <laughs> sure, of course. And but he like he was you know he was like it was like endearing when he was playing. right, sure, or like sure. the whole Mets team, a lot of the Mets yeah. team, you know, like of they were doing much worse stuff than Dion. Um, yep. And yet he was no, kind of like, was never, Dion was never in that kind of trouble ever. Never. Like, I don't even no. remember him. Yeah. I'm sure no. uh, somebody will Google it and tell me like something bad, but he threw, the ice, water remember, on, he threw the ice water on Tim McCarver, who was talking shit. Oh, on. Right. That was the, that was the right. only Dion controversy I remember. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I forgot all about that, man. <laughs> I haven't thought about that since it happened. Right. Yep, yep. So he poured a bucket of water on yep. announcer Tim McCarver, a bucket of ice yep, water, yep. right? Yeah. On the yep. sidelines after a game. Yep. Yep. Or in yeah, in the in the maybe in the locker room, something like that. Oh, yeah. Right. Something like that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> awesome. It was. It was no, there's awesome. people out there like what a, what it a also wasn't un, It also wasn't unprovoked. Like he right. did it for a re, or a re, not saying you know whatever, but there was a reason that he did it. It was and it was because. But people act was, like he like people act like he you know like jumped him and beat him. Oh, of course, yeah, of course, of course, of <laughs> course. Know? Yeah, no, very he's, much so. I think like you know he's like I said, so he's like done like he's been a little like borderline obnoxious over the years. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but never. You know, if that's like the worst thing that someone can say about you when it's all said and done, like. I don't think that's it rises to the level of the 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 way he was maligned in a segment of America for decades. No doubt, and what's funny too, right, is that like so this year for for flag football, uh, our team that that my daughter Penelope Beans plays on, we're the Falcons. We're the Falcons because she chose the Falcons. She right. chose the Falcons because of Dion. 
Awesome. She chose Dion because Dion and Bo Jackson are her favorite athletes. And I think like, your you know, headphones, sorry, might be getting muffled by the hoodie, possibly. Yeah, can you hear me? Your mic? Can you hear me, guys? Your mic. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, it's just getting a little muffled. That's okay. Any better? Uh, but go ahead. Yeah. Sure. Any better? Yeah. Okay. So we're the Falcons uh, for flag football because of Dion. And if you ask her who are her favorite athletes, she'll say, oh, Bo Jackson and Dion. And be like, well, you know they haven't played in 20 years. Yeah, well, they're playing right, but, on YouTube. But, no, that's it. Exactly. And so where I was going with that, with that was that we'll watch the old highlights of, like, Dion on the Falcons like you talked about. Right. And you hear the announcers pretty much rooting against Dion in real time. Right? And, like, and, and then he, it, it, what's the craziest thing about it and the thing that made me love him was that these announcers are rooting against Dion in real time, and he's making them eat their hat in real time. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be like them talking shit about his flamboyance, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The, the punt comes, he catches it, you know, there's like a tackle, and then you hear somebody go, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> because he broke the tackle, and now it's like, oh, man. And that was the other thing about Dion, right, is that he was electrifying in the way that if he touches the ball, like yeah, if he touches the ball, yeah. somebody if somebody misses that first tackle, it's it could oh, be gone. over. Yeah. You know, and one of the greatest quotes ever is that he's at Florida State, and he said, "You throw the ball to my side of the field, and the next thing you hear is the band playing." <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "Fucking hey, man, that is yeah. like it right there, right? Like that kind yeah. of confidence." And uh, yeah, so like you, you could actually hear that sentiment that certain a certain segment of the population had against Dion in real time playing out of there, kind of talking shit on him, and then him making a play that just shuts them up, and it like it would happen all the time, and like what a what a cool remarkable thing that is that you don't really encounter all that often, you know what I mean? Not at all, so, man. Let alone decades yeah. now. Yeah, it's it's like a it's nostalgic in a way because it's like he's doing what he was doing as an athlete now as yep. a coach. Now hopefully they can keep it up because I it's the most interesting I've been in college football in like years for sure. Um, just making sure like anytime they're playing a game, I got to be like, all right, what's going on? <laughs> Must be <laughs> TV, right? They they have uh, Oregon this week and then USC yeah. next week, and those are tough. You know, look. Um, I'm rooting for them. It'd yeah. be, it's going to be, it seems like too early for them to be able right. to keep doing this at the, you right. know, at yeah. the highest levels of college football right away. Yeah. But yeah. they're doing it. It hasn't stopped yeah. yet. So I hope it no, keeps going. That's true. Yeah. You know? That's true. No, that's absolutely true. And, and if you look at that opening week and, you know, the predictions going into that opening week and what they did, it's like, well, you know, and look, and they were supposed to win by more, but they were losing by a lot. They came back and won. Yep, yep, yep. No, that guy, that Colorado so, State game was was crazy. You know, a lot it was of dirty crazy. hits. And it's funny, like yes, a lot of cheap shots by the other team. Yes, and yep. I feel like anybody who comes out of that game and is like has has a problem with Dion. Yep, but not a bigger problem with the other coach. Of course. Of course, With all those cheap shots. Of yeah. course, and and you know, Blind like too going into guys. going into that game too, there was like a level of gamesmanship, sure. right, from that other coach from Colorado State too, because you felt like 
oh, he's talking shit. That's kind of stupid. Why would you motivate? But he was trying to motivate his own guys, you know, and make it very I, personal like, and stuff. And, and you were, and, yeah, and I, I heard him interviewed, like, probably leading up to the game and, and you know, talking about what he was, you know, whatever, people talking about the controversy leading into the game and, and him, you know, his criticism of Dion. He's like, there's lots of coaches in this country who might have an issue with Coach Prime, and I am not one of them. Yeah. Like, that guy's not a critic of Dion, the coach. Yeah. He's just kind of like – Playing the you game know, and like yeah, it's all fair it. and shit talking to me. Like, that's you know, it. That's it. as long as it's, you know, stays on the field and is like done right, like, you know. But you're you not, know, you're not wrong though that it did manifest itself in some cheap shots in the game. There were some cheap not, shots. And like, yeah, if anybody's going to like, someone out there will like get upset over metaphorical cheap shots because Dion's like right. loud. And like, right. well, what about the real ones? You know, like you're not, you well, know. Half is concerned about that, yeah. Right, and Travis Hunter is out this week, right, because of it. Yep. I mean, like that's he's not playing against Oregon. Like that's a big deal to not have him in the in that game, you know. So, and I saw, but then conversely, they were making somebody started. I guess somebody made death threats against some of the players that did the cheap shots week. Wow! And, wow. Like defending them. Yeah. Hold on. I'm hold back. on one second. Okay, you're good. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, man. So Very much so. That's a, a breath of fresh air, I feel like, in the college football. Instead of the SEC just taking turns winning national championships. Maybe. No, for sure. For sure. <laughs> no, it's, it, yeah. it, it, makes it, it makes it exciting. It makes it interesting. Like I said, must-see TV in that way, which is great. It's great to have that, you know? Yep. For sure. Pretty cool. All right. Well, you know, we got to a lot of mentality stuff, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's what we do. It is most certainly what we do. It's good stuff. Hopefully people start to be the primetime Neon Dion of your workout and step into the gym like that, but get the job done. Absolutely. Most importantly. Absolutely. And, 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 um, and do your best to carry yourself through life with with that that sort of confidence, you know, and, and you know, yeah. uh, which is easier said than done, but a lot of that is is repetition too, right? And practice and preparation, repetition. Yeah. Like we were talking about, it's all, it's all connected, man. And hopefully everybody can make the connection. I think that's a good cast. Absolutely. But I have a question for you. Oh no. I, I I think, I think I know what it is. A cast can't come to an end without the most important question. The food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. From Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got 30 tacos on the table. Colossal Give it up. quarter the pound bowl burgers. Of 115 breakfast couple sandwiches. couple Sixers wow. a game. Like eight donuts. Okay. Reese's Pops are better than peanut butter Captain Crunch. They're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Peel and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried donuts. Some, they're pretty manly kind of fucking snack. Philadelphia cheesesteak egg rolls. Eat this whole fucking tray. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Snack again. The food cast. What is the dirtiest thing you've eaten? Wow, what is the dirtiest thing I've eaten? Well, right, let me can I let me say something. One thing though is that I've eaten some stuff that's delicious lately. That's not dirty, not 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 extremely dirty. All right, and I'm just gonna frame it. Two things that are amazing. Okay, one that's. Not my bodybuilding meal, not the worst thing you're going to eat, but just so enjoyable. Makes me think of like uh, comfort food, right? Okay. Which is this homemade hot roast beef sandwiches. Hell yes. Right? 
like uh, on Italian toast with good butter, you know, Irish on, butter man. on good toast, and then like you know, uh, sliced lemon broil or sliced roast beef with great with like au jus, man. That meal, makes, that meal makes me think of my dad. It makes me think of just like old school comfort food, man. And like yeah. I had that a couple of times in the past few weeks that I was like in heaven. So just talk about like, and you know, ton of protein, not much fat at all. You know, like you could do way worse. And I was like, just so enjoying that meal. So that, that was a big one. Another thing is that I've been making homemade burritos of late a lot um, and putting them These on like staples. a sandwich, yeah. putting them on a sandwich press. Right. So it gets like kind of like, right. So it gets kind of like, yeah. So it gets kind of like grilled. You know what I mean? Because I think they do that a lot, right? Where they'll put the burrito back on the griddle or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and and pan fry it. Yeah. But doing that same thing, but it, but with the, with the the panini press, just amazing. And and I always talk about like <clears throat> with nutrition, it comes to like methods of delivery. Is such a big part sure. of it, right? And it's like you think about the components of a burrito; they're the kind of thing they eat all the time. All right, it's like some lean protein with rice, etc. Blah blah blah, some veggies, whatever. But you throw all that in a burrito, and all of a sudden, it's like a whole new world. Right, just the method of delivery of those components now in a bur- in the pocket of a burrito uh, is just amazing. Uh, so that's been another one, and then a little life hack that Vinny G came up with, or no, somebody gave to Vinny G, and he posted it on Instagram. So shouts to Vinny G that I saw recently that I was like, wow, that's awesome because I'm the type who like loves to have like some kind of like late night snack, but ideally it's not completely off the rails. Um, and I thought this one was great where he was mixing like a high protein yogurt, Greek yogurt, like an mm-hmm. Oiko's Greek yogurt with Cool Whip, right? Mm. With, if you ever see Cool Whip, like the, the macros on Cool Whip are like n- nothing. Like there's yeah. very little fat. There's very, you know, it's not like it's the best thing in the world for you necessarily, right. right? The components of it are like not all that different than like a frozen version of non-dairy creamer, right? Right. But the, there's not much sugar in it. There's not much carbs. There's no fat. There's no protein. There's not really much to it, right? But it's delicious on desserts. And if you mix it, so it doesn't really have a calorie concern component worked into it. And if you blend it in with Greek yogurt, man, mm. it creates this new kind of dessert. I don't know what you want to call it, if it's like a custard almost or whatever. But right. it's incredible. It's incredible. So, like, pick a Greek yogurt you like, get some Cool Whip, mix it up. You don't yeah. really change the you don't really change the calorie impact of the thing on you. It can it'd be the kind of thing that you can get away with when you're you know trying to eat clean, and it is delicious. So I was doing like black a black cherry black me hungry dude. Yo, man, killer, killer. So dirtiest thing I've eaten. I Maybe wish hungry. I had salivating. Listen to this list. So dirtiest thing I've eaten, I wish I had like an awesome example of something that I've eaten that was amazing. Um, I have something that was amazing, but it wasn't even that dirty. But Tara this past weekend made like a pumpkin bread with cream cheese icing. And nice. that was just killer. That was just killer. And I know like, uh, you know, I, I don't mix fruit and pastry in general. I don't know what even a pumpkin is. Is it a gourd? Is it a squash? What family is it? <laughs> but whatever the hell it is. There's, there's like um, there's exceptions to that rule, right? Like I, I like some stuff with banana in it for sure. Like I like banana pudding, I like banana bread, that kind of stuff. And uh, I love pumpkin pie and all that. So like it, it was just a, a like a pumpkin bread, like with, with that had like sort of cinnamon sugar components to it, 
and then cream cheese icing and it was fucking killer and i would eat that every day i'm glad she doesn't bake it every day because i would eat it every day and i would be uh helpless in in uh in fighting and resisting its powers nutrition bombs um, yes but that was amazing that was amazing so so yeah so pumpkin bread homemade pumpkin bread with cream cheese icing was the the best dirty thing i've eaten recently how about you nice nice um man i you know i I'm, i don't have anything that jumps out as like super dirty i yeah. would say i've got like um this crazy supermarket here that i found okay. right yeah. which is like an ethnic supermarket Always but it has every, it has every ethnicity cool almost so cool, like cool, cool. there's an uh, like an Asian section, an Indian section, a tiny Polish section. Uh, you know what I mean? Like wow, it's really the cool. weirdest layout of a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a, like a hidden Mexican restaurant in the middle of it that I didn't even. Wow. It's like my fourth time there and I didn't even see that until this time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I made like, you know, like you can get like frozen dumplings, like anywhere, anything like that. So there's the dirtiest stuff. I I made a medley of like bao bun. Um, pork bun wow. um wow. And like a, one with a pork and Love green onion like a little shumai wow. like i got i made like wow. a poo-poo platter of some of them so wow. that'd be like the dirtiest thing i've eaten um awesome yeah it was pretty good and now they're like staples in a bad way i gotta stop getting I those love it oh um, man it sounds amazing that's like i don't have any supermarket close up to me and, and like i i love them for that reason i love them to get staple stuff like rice yeah. um but then in terms of like just some of the stuff that they have like like bow and that kind and dumplings i try to get stuff. something i've oh. never had like every time i go because there's so much sure. i got even like you know this is probably something you could make at home but i got this marinade that's like ginger pepper and garlic wow and it's just like a it's like a handle of it and yeah, you can just yeah, see yeah. the chunks of it all floating in there man i've just right. been cooking pork roast in it and everything man right. it's just been i'm i'm leaning into fall i've already made a big vat of chili nice I'm like, that's that is dude that is i haven't done that yet and that is like one of the great meals like on a hundred levels chili dude you know how many meals you get out of it you know like it, on every level how delicious it is, delicious it is how delicious it is while keeping it healthy yep how many meals you get out of it Right, cost. the cost per meal, like it checks every box, like it, it it's amazing on every level. And like uh, you say, and I had mentioned it recently that we haven't done it in a while. I need to do it. So you reminding it that that will be it will absolutely get done now that, that you. Just I'm leaning to it. I'm already talking about like I got to make another batch in like a week. Like I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. I'm leaning into the chili season, even I though it. I don't even think like fall. It's not even the first day of fall yet. But screw it. Well, it's, today. it's today, isn't it? Is it today? I think today is the first day. I always think it's the 21st. I think I always think it's the 21st, right? It I think today is the beginning of the autumnal Is equinox. it a date or is it a is it always the same date? Or is it like the fourth Thursday? Here's, here's what I is what I've told myself. I, I and I don't know if it's right, but I always thought it was September twenty first is the end of summer, beginning of fall. December 21st is the end of fall, beginning of winter. Um, March 21st is the end of winter, beginning of spring. 
June 21st is the end of spring, beginning of summer, but I don't know if it's true. But I think the autumnal right, equinox begins time, today. Everyone. Wow. Everyone, is wow. everyone ready to learn together? Look at that. Education, edutainment is what we do. This is what we do, dog. When does fall start? 2023. Let's see here. September 23rd. Really? Is the fall equinox. Really? So it's not it's not yet the first day. Usually of fall. It occurs was... on September 22nd or 23rd. Okay. Interesting. I'm trying to see what that. determines. Yeah. I always thought it was the 21st. Fall. All right, so what could you check check for me what's the first day of winter then? <laughs> I don't know where I got this 21st from, but I need to know now. Well, that is correct. Okay, December 21st is the beginning of the... December, but it's the 20th of March is spring. Okay. The winter solstice begins December 21st. First day of fall. Let's see here. It's not determined by the calendar. It's astronomical. It's when wow. the sun crosses the celestial equator. Wow. Moving wow. from north to south. So the first actual day of fall is Saturday. Correct. Okay. Okay, good to Two know. Days I away. thought we were I so thought yeah, it was already upon us. If, so if get your summer some... get your summer in right now. <laughs> you got another thirty six hours, everybody. <laughs> Head to the beach and get it. In the spirit, last thing, in the spirit of dirty eating, you know what I was going to ask you? Have you have, when was the last time you had fast food, and was it any good? Okay, let's see here. I feel like I'm just rattling through the companies and trying to think. <laughs> it's been a, a minute, minute. Okay. of what I would consider fast food. Okay. I'm pretty much like strictly a Wendy's guy. Okay. Wendy's with great. the occasional Popeyes. Okay. Uh, you know, Wendy's, I got a little bit of beef with Wendy's, Wendy's corporate. So when this when this goes live, oh. when this goes live. Oh, no. Um, they don't, I'm going to bleep it out. Am I wrong that they're not making the grilled chicken sandwich anymore? And they just make a wrap now and there's no longer a grilled chicken sandwich at Wendy's? Because I went there and they said they didn't have it anymore. And I was quite disappointed. And I'm going to give you the backstory on that, why I was so disappointed. It's going, right? Yes, April, they removed it. See, man? See, now that's not cool. And here's why it's not cool. Basically, since high school, when I'm out in the wilderness, the, the fast food wilderness, and trying to not eat shit, one of the go-tos for me was the grilled chicken sandwich and baked potato at Wendy's. Because it's like, all right, it's not French fries. It's not, yeah. you know, something greasy. Here's a grilled chicken breast. Here's a baked potato. I can eat that and, you know, somewhat keep keep on track. And I, I felt really disappointed when they took the grilled chicken sandwich away from Wendy's. I feel like that was a it was a, a it was a, a shot across the bow at, a, at anybody who was like trying to eat healthy. I thought it was a, a one. It was a one tool we lost. It's a tough one because, as you know, out of like 40 fast food companies, there's like three items total. Oh, I can tell you the last fast food I had. If you were considering okay. fast food, it would be okay. Shake Shack. Mm, okay. What would you have there? 
Shake Shack's going to be really good. Uh, if I recall. There's, there, yeah, I believe Shake it's just really their regular good. smashed burger. Okay. Oh, it's good. It's, good. it's definitely, yeah. I mean, it's not as healthy as a grill, as a chicken sandwich. It's far right. from of course, that. Of course there's, not. There's nothing healthy, whether it's their veggie burger. Or their oh, no. Chicken, this is not, not, not coming from it. Oh, from no. I'm not, I'm not, make, I'm not trying to make you defend dirty it. Eatings, dirty, delicious eatings. That would you be the last one I had. I have uh, little ones, so it's very it's very difficult to navigate an entire week and to avoid fast food. Um, you know what I'm a fan of right now that I'm in a groove, put like a gun to my head and said, yeah, to get some fast food right now, what I would get. It, wouldn't ta- it would, certainly wouldn't take a gun to my head, by the way. But <laughs> in the scenario that you're forcing me to get something fast food, you know what has been my go-to lately? The quarter pounder with cheese. Or it's Big Brother, the double quarter pounder with cheese. If, if it is sort to of me, like... That's- it's sort of like the filet mignon of the McDonald's menu. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. That is, no, to me, like the the less fancy you get, especially at McDonald's, the yep. better. Yep. I There's almost nothing they could do. There's no new wrinkle right. McDonald's could do that's going to make me want to run to a McDonald's right. and try their new daring, um, you know, no. Expedition no. into the culinary. <laughs> no, it'd have like, to be the opposite, right? It'd have to be going retro and simple, yeah, as opposed to being more fancy. I completely agree. Yeah, completely. I don't, agree. I don't want them to get adventurous. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've been, been often the type who go there and get a few hamburgers. That's, that's it. My, and, that and is and my favorite thing from the McDonald's menu. Is and be thrilled with it, and it tastes amazing, and it's very yeah, simple, and you can't go wrong. So, like the the step up from that. The culinary step up from that is the quarter pounder with cheese, and I've I, I've been enjoying those. So if if you twist you twist my arm hard enough uh, to take to make me go to McDonald's, I'll, I'll gladly get a quarter pounder with cheese or a double quarter pounder with cheese. I'll smash it. I, you know, I'm I'm speaking out of turn here, but I feel like Kaylee goes to McDonald's and gets like a quarter pounder with cheese, but with like Big Mac sauce. She does some kind of mm, Big Mac hack. Wow, interesting. Where it's like healthier than the Big Mac. Yeah, yeah, it tastes yeah. better than the Big Mac, but you're still getting some of that Big Mac. I gotta, I'm going to investigate. Yeah, I to wonder. Continued, I, I, dirtiest things. You can customize stuff on the, you know, you go there and there's the board and you can sort of customize. So it's entirely possible that that's an option. I'll give, you, I'll give got, you one job. She's just got the secret menu. Maybe she's just got the secret well, menu. That's where I was going to go. Secret menu item for you. Coffee okay. Frosty. At Wendy's. A coffee frosty. How is coffee it? Coffee frosty. No, is it? I haven't had it. I just know it exists. Last thought. I haven't had it yet. Oh, okay. Last thought. So we can actually go in this power cast, right? But uh, an interesting thing that I just saw recently in pop culture about food, about eating rubbish, was <laughs> the fact that some guy broke, like he broke news, right? Like he broke like global news about like uh, the, the geo economy in Europe or something, right? But it was actually just about... Uh, something you could get at a common fast food place. A dude, uh, you know, broke this news. It was like, whether it was uh, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, that there's a drink on the menu at Dunkin' Donuts that has 100, hold on, hold on to your seat, Mark Bernardi, 195 grams of sugar. I said <laughs> that to you. Uh, okay. I you said right? to the video. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. It's 195. The, the heat, yeah. He put the cup up. And literally just poured sugar into it halfway 
and said yeah. that's how much sugar is in this drink. It's like they're donut spiced. It was 14 donuts worth of sugar. That's the thing. That's where you really lost me, and it, it went in 100 directions in my head. One, 195 grams of sugar in a drink, right? That's essentially like a coffee milkshake that you get from Dunkin' Donuts. First of all, the thought that somebody made that and put it on a menu is just like, that's like, I, that's criminal, first of all. Second, right? And this is not, you know, the kind of stuff I eat, you know, the dirty stuff I eat. That is me saying that I'm not uptight about this stuff at all, right? There's a time yep. and place for everything. That seems so excessive. It's just absurd. And the reason I say it's most excessive is because I feel like there's a bunch of people who would drink that unknowingly and, and not even occur to them what's in it. Second part of it is how easy it is to drink calories versus eating calories, right? Like it is so easy to suck down calories, like so real, fully leaded soda. Oh, is a perfect worth. example of that, right? But, you know, a perfect example of that is fully leaded soda. You know, some some of like the special brew Mountain Dews and a grape soda has got like seventy grams of sugar in like a little a little sixteen and sixteen point nine ounce bottle. That's absurd, right? And it's so easy to drink that. So you're taking in all these completely empty calories unwittingly so easily is the other thing that makes them so dangerous. But the real part of it that, that just stopped me from like, I, and I think I probably said this to you if, if I didn't say it to somebody else about that was just the thought that you can have an 195 calorie milkshake, right? Dunkin' Donuts drink, right? And how much more you'd get out of eating a few donuts, like in terms of satisfying your <laughs> sugar cravings and your need to eat some junk, like you'd get so much more out eating four donuts, but you'd have like a quarter of the total sugar you just consumed, right? It's crazy, man. And you know, like I said, I don't know if you're familiar with this uh, Southern slang word for diabetes <laughs> called the sugars. Right. Sure. Of course. I mean, of course. That was like the the poster for it the sugar oh, man a, it's like a month's worth of sugar and it, you, even if it did fill you up by the time like your body won't you'd have yeah. consumed a month's worth of sugar before your body knows whether that's what i'm saying you're still hungry or not you know like that's what i'm minutes, saying like, it's insane man people are like oh that's just my like 10 a.m. drink or my on on my work uh, drink like of course or it's my breakfast like there's no use of that it should be like you know I don't know it should, I hate to say like anything should be illegal but that's like a lethal like right and and, out, and my thing is like if you're going to the donut shop to go in and get a couple donuts like don't drink this massive drink that's just empty bullshit like it's it's as bad as it gets, and you probably won't be as satiated from drinking it anyway. So that was the thing. I was like, holy shit, if my option was 14 donuts, <laughs> 14 donuts, even for me, it seems so insane. 14 donuts versus this, this milkshake. I'm like, that is just crazy. So avoid that. Avoid that beverage at all costs. Feel guilty make about a, that one. <laughs> make, a, make a healthy choice and have some donuts. And avoid that. Have one donut and a rice. That. That's it, man. That's it. Have a fuel. It'll go perfectly together. There you go. That's your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. That's it. We have to work that in. That's now. it. Now, it's right, a man. must. That sound bite's got to be in there. Dude, awesome cast. It's good to be back with you, man. Talking Hell shop. yeah, bro. We'll do this again soon. No and doubt. I'm looking forward to it. everybody out there. 
take a make pull, hit the right buttons. Be prime time in the gym today. That's right. That's right. And uh, control what you can control. Prime time in your in in real life, IRL. Be That's prime it. time in your own life. That's it. Peace. All right, bro. Take care. Peace. Yep. Peace. If you have a milkshake, and I have a milkshake, and I have a straw, there it is. That's a straw. You see, watching. My straw reaches across the room and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up! <laughs>